Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast. Network Cousin Sal coming to you on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, we got spaghetti. We got meatballs. They're fiddling with the knobs. We have baby face Joel Solomon producing this disaster. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother, bride, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Oh, my God. The second worst result of our big, big bet. I'm the <laughs> Mets fan. Everybody else on this podcast and in the Extra Points universe is a Yankees fan. We decided to put a bet, a big bet on the line. We're going to pick from the cap of consequences, which uh, was loaded up with embarrassing scenarios. Mets had a two-game lead on the Yankees. It was based on the four-game series. The Yankees take the last two excruciating, excruciatingly painful game yesterday and then run differential is the tiebreaker so the tie 2-2 for the series dead even dead even parley <laughs> kid 13 to 13 between the four games i don't know yeah, well I, are you we'll happy with it. that you'll yeah, take well, it of course I mean, you'll take it yeah as of uh, course we'll take it but so you learned you and your met fans learned uh, of some valuable mm. lessons over the last couple of days tell One, me please because i'm not well, sure the biggest I did. lesson okay. is these are just wins and losses it doesn't matter who it's against your focus yeah. should never be on the Yankees like it is. It should be on the Atlanta Braves. Put it there. Worry mm. about the Braves. Don't worry about the Yankees. These games, are the Yankees beating the Mets are no more important to the Yankees than beating the Kansas City Royals, unless it's the World Series. Mm-hmm. Unless it's the, Then you can worry. Lesson yeah. learned by the Mets fans. These games are just two losses, Sal. You move on. Yeah. We're all even. We don't have to do anything silly now, thank goodness. Uh, and I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know what? I'm going to say this. I didn't believe you when you said you didn't care about these games and Yankee fans didn't care. But when I looked at the crowd and saw it was 75, 78% Mets fans, now I believe it. Yankee fans did not show up. I believe you, Parley kid. I'm on your side. There were abundance of Mets fans cheering when uh, Alonzo scored on that crazy play. And then booing when he dropped the ball. My God, I, I just knew that was dropping. And it was very weird. I think we were both lucky um, to get the result that we did. Harry, you had nothing to do with it. Were you even watching? I don't know. No, no. I actually, you, guess what? I wasn't watching because all I had to what? do. I didn't, yeah. have to, I didn't have to. All I had to do is watch the text chain go on with all you guys. Eddie, you guys, everybody mm. throwing their two cents in. What happened? I didn't need to watch the game. I just needed to be updated on the text chain. That's all. It's what funny. did you do? What did you do last night, Harry? Yeah, instead, what was it do? I mean, it was was there a bigger event than that? The Mets Yankees? Nah, not really. But oh, you de- you definitely nah. were watching the you were watching the I will say you were you were watching the Liberty Sky. Oh, please, yeah, I watched you that were. for the first half. Definitely Isn't that a New that. York team? He was watching a New York team, but it wasn't Mets Yankees. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That was Joel, fun. Babyface, you know, complaining about the umpire. It's funny because Buck complained most about the umpiring uh, home plate, the uh, balls and strikes. Buck Schulter says he's ready for the ready for the uh, robots, which is interesting from a manager like that. I would have thought he'd be old school, but he's like, well, he made a good point. He's like the top 10 umpires, home plate umpires that he knows are not swayed by framing, right? So the ball is a ball and a strike is a strike. And if well, that's the case, let's get robots in there. What do you think of that, Parley Kid? Well, I, I love Buck. He's like one of my favorite managers of all time. But then you might as well just get some AI uh, to just manage baseball games, too. Why not? Oh, wow. You what do you need a manager for? Interesting. Just let, 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 they're all going by what the computer is telling them to do anyway. 
So let, let the computer manage the baseball team. Well, Boone isn't going by the computer, what it's telling him, because you guys flipped out when he left Schmidt in for uh, like well, three extra Schmidt, pitches. The poor kid was just yeah. hanging uh, by a thread there. Um, yeah. Just up, you know, the kid should have been, my, Mikey Meatballs is a big Schmidt fan. The kid should have right. the the been up all year for the Yankees, and then they abused him last night, leaving him in in that situation when you could have just bought Peralta in to face some of the lefties anyway. Right, Bri? Yep. Well, that was the biggest problem. They could have brought Peralta in a few times. I mean, it worked out. But they, they weren't got bringing him Schmidt in under any job. circumstance. I'm sorry. They, they, he wasn't going to bring him in under any circumstances is what I heard. Or is that not true? Boone, it seemed like. For Peralta, or you saying? Yeah, yeah, for Peralta. It's like that just wasn't even an option. I get, Well, I guess that was the thing. I guess that's why he waited so long to bring him in. But Peralta, mm-hmm. I felt like Peralta was up for like three innings warming up. Right. So, yeah. That was <laughs> so, a bummer. Uh, was, that that yeah. Torres play, I I know you guys were going oh. nuts there. I I um I don't think it was a choice. Torres just never looked. He looked back. If you look at the replay, he looked back at Alonzo before he was stumbling, and then determined, all right, this guy's going to score no matter what. And then looked, and then took the relay throw, and then immediately immediately focused on McNeil. He didn't even see where Alonzo was. He's like, this is my guy. He's eight foot feet off the base. Uh, well. That run scored in his mind. I guess he should keep an eye on both, but I I, I don't know if that that uh, gets him off the hook or not. But he was just not looking at all. It wasn't a choice between the two runners. Well, poorly. I think poorly. I, I, I I was gonna say I think IKF like kind of left. I think was yelling at him and pointing the whole time to go home with that ball. They said so, he uh, was at. Was he really? Okay, yeah. because the yeah. med announcers <laughs> made it like he was on his stomach, like getting out of the way of the play. Uh, kind of. Well, well the thing, I think he was still yelling. I th- I'm pretty sure he is, was pointing. Right, Brian. But the thing is, there's, there was nobody at second. IKF's got to be standing on second. Then they, then yeah. it's an easy out there. Or Rizzo's got to trail the play and be at second. The fact that there was nobody else at second base was terribly terrible job by the Yankees at, uh, all around. So every Torres, IKF, Rizzo, all little to blame for that play. Yeah. But because if I mean, they get him at second, the run doesn't score. Harry, this is all um, like in Mandarin to you because you didn't watch <laughs> and didn't watch hi- highlights. I'm sorry, but but yeah, but Alonzo like stumbled a second time going around third. So Alonzo's athleticism was on full display last night. I know. Look, he's got full a big caboose. It's amazing uh, he can get he can get around there. But uh, you know, the 55,000 Met fans in attendance, they appreciate the effort. <laughs> no, so what do we do about this bet? So it was exactly two two. Uh, Chris Haynes probably our biggest fan right to me i because I, I tweeted i was like what the hell do we do like what we're really all gonna win or all gonna lose this is so unsatisfying and he said well first of all i hope uh you guys bet yankees will win by exactly two runs in which we should have because of course now we're in this uh i gave it out as the yankees winning by two you right? did actually I mean, you said six four and then six, that would four. T- yeah yeah you, then that would tie up the uh run differential um uh so but he said ultimately we should all be declared losers of the bet let me see. Um, some other people had some. Uh, whichever team goes farther in October or November wins. No, I don't like that at all. Um, I think you should claim the win, Sal, since the Mets don't get to spend an unlimited amount on their payroll. I uh, can't say oh, that well. anymore. Well, it, would, <laughs> really? it, would upset, it would upset spaghetti, which makes for an enjoyable uh. listen. That I like. Yeah, I like that part. Um, spaghetti, what did you think of the game? Are you happy with the result? I mean, you have to be. You guys were plus 220 to, to a push. win the bet going in. Yeah. 
I don't I don't want to sound too much like Harry, but uh, I didn't really get a chance to watch too much. Of the oh, game. no. Well, I've been moving constantly pretty much every day, every free hour. How many times are you moving? This is this is the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever heard of. This is permanent now. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I officially leave the old place the 28th. So it's kind of like a slow move, but still a lot of oh. uh, boxes to unpack. And uh, it's a bigger place. So it's just taking me forever. Trust me, I'd much rather watching baseball, but I have to do this. All right. Okay, fine. So you're happy with that result. Sorry, it's most runs scored as an away team. Uh, no, I don't think I like that. Uh, each pleasures each other's wives and first to make them reach the promised land as king of the world. I don't think oh that's going to happen. Gosh. A dick measuring contest is the only way. Thank you, Squint and Tarantino. Someone uh, recommended we all have to become Astros fans and apologize to Jen Piacenti for liking those ridiculous teams. I do <laughs> we like have all ridiculous these. Teams. I mean, all right. Pretty okay, we'll do that. One chip challenge. I don't know. I was looking. I thought maybe we all eat the Reggie bar, but the ones I saw online or on eBay, which is just the wrappers. So if anyone knows of actual Reggie bars that exist, um, 35, it, it's a tough, it's a tough find. It's 45 years later, 44, wow. 43. That is right tight, in there. Wow. But, but I thought I, I struck gold. It was like 60 bucks for 18 Reggie bars, but it's just the wrappers. Just the they wrappers? did a nice job. Yeah, I don't want to 18, eat the rappers. 18 rappers. Yeah, yeah. Get I think it's fun size. I didn't even know they had fun size back then. Get in touch with Darren Rovell. Sally probably has some. Uh, oh, he's got it right. Yes, yeah, he's, he's got, got the most some, pride. Uh, signed oh, he's, by he, Reggie. Or of course, he's commemorated uh, Black History more than anybody. I know. Yeah, you're right, Paula Kid. That's why I have to. That's where I have to go, Darren Ravel. All right. So anyway, let's uh, let's do it right now. Our underdog pick of the week for Wednesday's diamond matchups. I'll tell you right now. I'm going Trey Turner to go under one and a half total bases tonight. Now, any bet against the Dodgers or Dodgers player is probably a stupid bet, especially since Turner broke out last night, three hits. But before that, Mm -hmm. only two hits or more in three of his last 10 games. I'll play the odds a little. Go against the guy I bet on to have the most hits this season. Yes, a tiny hedge here against the man with the slickest slide in baseball. Let's face it. Trey Turner under one and a half total bases. Parley kid. What do you like in the underdog rivalry section? Oh, yes. I'm taking Josh Rojas of the Arizona Diamondbacks to have more hits than Bobby Wood Jr. of the Kansas City Royals. And you got to take this because who else would have any interest in a Diamondbacks-Royals game? You got (laughs) to bet on it. Rojas has eight hits in his last five games, 15 in his last 10 games. Bobby Wood Jr. has been playing, uh, hitting the ball pretty well. But Zach Gallen. He has to face him with the Diamondbacks tonight. He's only given up nine hits in his last 21 innings pitched. He's mm. been on fire. One of the more underrated pitchers in baseball. He shuts down Witt. Rojas gets one or two hits. We win this rivalry bet. By the way, Parley Kid, I guarantee Harry will watch at least uh, seven innings of this game. He, he won't watch the <laughs> Yankees. That's exact, seven innings of this. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, just we got check w- in with listen, him. we got we got WNBA tonight too again, right? Yeah, Bob? WNBA. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he'll do women's tennis, uh, U.S. Open first round, and this uh, uh, garbage Kansas City Arizona game. All right, there you go. What are you waiting for? Head to UnderdogFantasy.com or the App Store. Sign up for Underdog with promo code Cousin Sal today. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code Cousin Sal and get in on Best Ball Mania seven figure prize last year drafted in June. So jump in right now. Just enter the contest on the Underdog website or app, draft a team, and that's that. No waivers, no trades, no in-season management. Underdog gives you your best score each week on the season, the highest scoring drafts at the end of the season. Plus, Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100 when you sign up with promo code Cousin Sal. That's four free entries into Best 
football mania. All right, listen, enough baseball talk. Really, it's football. We've done it all, guys. Last year, we did college. Uh, last year, last week, we hit uh, the five major conferences plus Notre Dame. Um, the first couple days of this week, we did the AFC East and AFC North, and then the AFC South and West yesterday. And now we're going to do the NFC East and the NFC North. We're going to go over over-unders for all eight teams. We're going to pick a division winner, and then we have some fun miscellaneous division props. So let's start it right off. With the Dallas Cowboys, our Dallas Cowboys parlay kid, over under 10 and a half, minus 130 towards the under. Uh, listen, are they worse than they were last year on paper? Sure, fine. I'll give you that, right? Uh, it's never great when Mike McCarthy's still the head coach, right? Third season, 19 and 16. Uh, you got Kellen, Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator. Dan Quinn stuck around, which is nice. What did they do early in the offseason? They trade Amari Cooper for a fifth rounder to Cleveland. And now after seeing all these wide receiver contracts, you're like, holy crap, boy, Cleveland got a steal there. Maybe not anywhere else, but they did get a steal from Amari Cooper, I think. Uh, Cedric Wilson, probably kid who we liked, now goes to Miami. And we get James Washington, who greets us with a broken foot. Not great. Um, what else? We franchise tag Dalton Schultz. We re-sign Gallup. Five years, $62.5 million, who they say is progressing nicely from his injury from last year, uh, except there's no timetable when he comes back. Jaron Kirsten, uh, $2 million, $10 million. They got him. Uh, two years, $10 million. Uh, they add Dante Fowler in free agency, the Atlanta defensive end, for a few million bucks. Who do they lose? They lose Gregory, Slug, uh, Wilson, like I mentioned, Lil Collins, Connor Williams, Zerline, Keanu Neal. Uh, in the draft, they get this Tyler Smith with the 24th pick overall, the offensive tackle from Tulsa. I know he gets a lot of penalties. I don't, he made a lead college football in penalties or top five. Get the edge rusher from Mississippi. Um, third round, we get a wide receiver from South Alabama, Jalen Tolbert. You know, I get it. The, the line's getting older. Um, the yep. defense got a lot better. We shaved off 10 points a game, mostly because Diggs, number five ranked, Defender, 11 interceptions, and Parsons, 84 pressures, 13 sacks. It's a good team. It's still a good team. I don't care what anyone says. They have a bye in week nine. They open against Tampa. They go against Cincinnati. So two division winners right off the bat. Maybe not fair, but this is the Cowboys. This is what happens. Then the Giants, Washington, Rams. Somehow, Pollock, we're tied for the easiest strength of schedule uh, in the league. Um, well, three added games, like I said, Tampa, Cincinnati, and at Rams. The last five are very winnable. Houston, Jacksonville, Philly, Tennessee, Washington. You got Thanksgiving against the Giants. You got another prime time against the Giants. I like this team. I don't like them at 11 and six. They're over unders 10 and a half. I'm going to go under 10 and seven parlay kid. Uh, I'll, you know, I'm going to bury the lead here, but I still like them to win the division. And I think 10 and seven is good enough. What do you like? So I think you're right on the money here. I have them winning 10 games as well. Um, partly because of some of the things you just talked about, uh, some of their losses. I'm not sure if their gains have uh, added up to their losses. I think they had a mediocre draft. They've lost some good players, especially on the offensive line. Uh, the Cooper trade, uh, look, I'm not the biggest Cooper fan. I don't think he, I think part of the reason is I think the Cowboys felt the same way as what you hear about it is maybe they didn't think he bought it on a game to game basis. So I get it. But now you'd give anything to have Cooper back on this team uh, mm -hmm. after uh, some of the uh, it, you know the injury to uh, Washington and uh, ready now the wide receiving core is depleted. They're basically saying, well, look, it's going to be up to Dak 
to make these receivers better. I mean, we saw Romo do it. We've seen Dak do it, but that's throwing a lot on a quarterback, especially in the offensive line. Might it's it's getting older. I mean, Tyron mm-hmm. Smith, how many uh, how many more how many games is he playing this year at that left tackle spot? He's going to be missing time. Uh, and that's we got things, another Ty Smith. We just replaced Ty Smith well, with yeah, each other. Right. And then this kid, I'm it, putting a lot of stock into this rookie here. Yeah. We know rookies can play on the offensive line, but you know, he was a bit of a penalty machine at Tulsa. So there's a lot of ifs on this team, but Sal, I personally think that this is a, t- I think we have a top five defense this year in the NFL. I think this mm-hmm. team is going to be carried by their defense. I personally believe and you call me a homer if you want. I personally believe Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the NFL. Watched mm. him enough last year. The kid's got a nonstop motor. He he's all over the field. He not he's not just one of these guys who can rush the passer. He does everything, everything. Right. And I just think they've shored up the secondary. Is still getting better. I don't care what anybody says. Diggs is fantastic. He he's going to be better this year than he was last year. You'll see. Uh, it's going to be tough. I know. I know what you're saying because, like, he's got that Dion quality where they don't throw his way. So for someone who they didn't throw his way and he still had 11 interceptions, like a lot. Of, I do read articles that say interceptions are lucky. A lot of them are tipped. It's right place, right time. So anyone who led the league in interceptions, you could accept their, you know, expect a regression. And it's, it's the top guys really just get I, three or four interceptions, right? So I don't know. You want to call it. You, you want to call fluky fine, but whatever. He's a good We've been dying yeah. for somebody to get interceptions on this team for right. years. Usually their leader has like two. Mm-hmm. So what what he did for them was excellent last year. Yes. Leighton Vander Esch uh, getting a little long in the tooth, a little beat they up. They re-signed him. Yep. Uh, they got him signed. But I think, you know, they just bought in um, Barr, uh, you know, who's been, you know, was had a nice career in Minnesota, a little, a little older, but might, might have some time left. I, I think this defense, and Quinn is a great defensive coordinator. Keeping him around was huge. Right. I think this team, and I think that's how the Cowboys are looking at it. I think they're going to still try to run the ball with Elliott and Pollard. Uh, their passing game, look, Dak, we know he's going to throw, for, if he plays all every game, he's going to throw for 4,500-plus yards, no matter mm. who his receivers are. And once Gallup is back and fully healthy, our core is going to, receiving core is going to be all right. C.D. Lamb has to take the next step and be a true number one. A guy who's going to catch ninety-five to hundred passes this year. Mm-hmm. There's still some holes though, and I, and I, I look three out of the first five games, like you said, the Buccaneers, the Bengals, and the Rams. Three out of the first five. That's not easy. Uh, this, they're going to lose some games just because it's the Cowboys, right? So they're going to lose a couple that you don't expect, yeah, uh, and a couple that you do expect. I ten and seven wins you the division, though. So still wins you the division. I agree. Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm right there. Ten and seven. By the way, you guys are going to be lucky enough. We go to Spotify Live. I'll tell you right now, the Parlay Kid and I and Brother Bry and Harry could laugh. Harry, will you watch these games with us? We're going to be going live probably during the fourth quarter of most Cowboys games. So can't wait. Treat. Can't wait. What a treat for everybody. So let's go on to the Eagles. Now, this is everybody's darling team. I mean, really, they're nine and a half. The over is minus one thirty. They went nine and eight last year. And there's so much buzz and they killed it in free agency and in the draft. And yet uh, there's still the over-unders nine and a half and minus 130. And they're not expected to win the division. I, I mean, you would you would think that they were the, the, the Joe Montana's 49ers by the talk here. So mm. my thing is I got to believe in it's nice to believe in the coach or the quarterback or both. Right. But and I don't believe in either here. I really don't. I don't know about this Nick Sirianni. 
second year, right? Uh, I don't know about Jalen Hurts. I think they could walk away from him, right? So let's talk about what they did. They traded for A.J. Brown. Huge move. Big, big, big. They signed Hassan Reddick from Carolina. Three $45 million, okay. three years. Bradbury, they get from the Giants, cornerback. Uh, Zach Pascal. they re-signed Derek Barnett for cheap. Fletcher Cox, Cox for cheap on defense. In the draft, they get this Jordan Davis, a defensive tackle from Georgia. Huge guy, 6'6", 340. Uh, and then the third round, Nicobe Dean, who people picking for defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, did you pick him? Somebody picked for, him for, uh, for, uh, for rookie, of, rookie the year. of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Very I, hope he gets, I hope he starts right away. I hope yeah. He well, he's right got away. health issues, but <laughs> honestly, people say, yeah, this is the best player in the best defense. Like, why, why did he fall to the third rounds? I got a center in the second round is going to help. Um, you know, yeah. Slay and Bradbury are going to be good defensively. Javon Hargrove already a red chipper defensive play, uh, player. They were 31st in sacks. So they have, they have a ways to go. Uh, Goddard top five yards per target. Quez Watkins, 11 yards per target. Those are some guys you might not think of fantasy wise, um, but they could, you know, they can make some noise. Um, they start at Detroit, then reverse Minnesota Monday night football, then at Washington and Jacksonville. So those first, what did I say? Four teams, or 26 and 41 there. It's just the opposite barley kid of what the Cowboys have to go through for the first, uh, four. Yep. Um, they have the Cowboys at home on Sunday night football and Christmas. They have three straight road games towards the end of the year, 14 to 16. But look, I, I, I have them at nine and eight. I have them under, I had the Cowboys under, um, are they a playoff team? Sure. I got them as a playoff team right now. I'm not excited about Hertz 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and I know he runs a lot, but when he does, it results in an ankle injury. So I don't know if he stays on the field as much. And uh, he's not an accurate passer. So I'm going nine and eight. Um, Harry, you're the one who has this Eagles. Hit. No, brother Brian, you're going over. Yeah, I'm going over. It's funny. If you blind, if you blindly asked me this, like if, if you asked me this a month ago, I would have mm. said no. I would have said they're going under. And, you know, there's a lot of question marks with Hertz and with the head coach, right? I mean, I do agree with you there. Mm-hmm. But I'm going over because I drilled down. I looked at their schedule. And I mean, I'm like, my God, it is soft. Like you were saying, at Detroit, Minnesota, at Washington, Jacksonville, at Arizona, home against Dallas, home against Pitt, Houston, Washington. I mean. Yeah, they're extras. They, they're three extras are New Orleans, at Arizona, and Pittsburgh. That's what's right. different. Right. So from the, the thing Cowboys. is, like, they're tough. They're tough. They're toughest opponents, right? Like, they're non non conference or non division toughest opponents. Mm-hmm. Packers, Minnesota, Tennessee, all at home, mm-hmm. all at home. So, like, I think when I was looking at this this schedule, I was like, I think there's a floor of eight wins, but they could certainly, if everything goes right, which, yeah. again, I'm not sure it's going to go right with Hertz, uh, but yeah, if everything they goes could, right, Minshaw starts. I think right. If everything goes they, right. You could they could win twelve <laughs> games though. Like when you look at the uh, schedule, just because how just because how weak the schedule it is. There's a ton, like you said, ton of skill on offense. Mm-hmm. Their defense should be much improved, right? They should get get at the quarterback a lot more this season. Um, I just, yeah, I just, it, this is all schedule based, you know, and, and I don't even have a ton of faith in Hertz or Sirianni, but I, I still think if they won nine games last year, they can win 10 this year. Yeah. I mean, that's what's weird, right? It just seems like a, they're, they're begging you to go over here. But, uh, and like I said, they made all the right moves. I kind of think they're like, you know, we said the Chargers are the Cowboys West, but in terms of um, expectation, well, they, yeah, I mean, they don't have the gunslinger like uh, the Chargers do, but the Eagles, in terms of what they did in the offseason and what's expected from them, 
Um, there's boy, there's a lot of buzz at that over nine and a half. All right, I go under. Bry goes over. Harry, your Giants, or these were once your Giants. I don't know. This was like four teams ago. They were four and thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Four and thirteen last year, and now seven and a half. The under is minus one forty-five. Uh, you got Brian Dayball, the uh, Bills' offensive coordinator, taking over. You got Don Martindale, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens for many years. He's uh he's heading up the defense there. Um, they needed an edge and an offensive tackle in the draft, and they got it. Thibodeau mm-hmm. and Evan Neal. Neil from Alabama. They got Wandale Robinson, the wide receiver from Kentucky. What are we saying for Thibodeau? Th- th- uh, like three or four weeks or more? Do they know? Yeah, I mean, it says three or four weeks, but it seems like, I don't know, he might not be back to the beginning of October. Yeah. They got some line help. They got the the Colts guard, uh, Glowinski. They got him for $18 million for three years. Uh, Feliciano, the guard for Buffalo. They got him for you know a couple million bucks. They lose Bradbury, as I mentioned. They lose Logan Ryan, both cornerbacks. Uh, they lose Kyle Rudolph. He goes to uh, Tampa Bay. I'm looking at their schedule. They open at Tennessee, Carolina, and Dallas. Five of their first six are at home. And they get Green Bay and London. That's a fun one. They're added three games are at Ooh. Seattle, Carolina, and Baltimore. Um, here's the thing. You want to talk about a weak schedule? They only play four playoff teams from last year. And, you know, two of them are Dallas and Philadelphia. So I like this team, Harry. I, you're going under. I could see them. This is, and I love picking against the Giants every year. I kind of think they got it all together. They really do. This is a little more than a rebuilding year. It's a, a decent team uh, who's sick of losing. And I don't think Daniel Jones will be as terrible as he's been. I think you'll get a healthy, for the most part, Barkley. Um, you know, Tony Galladay, Wondell Robinson, I think two of those guys pan out. You're looking at a decent ish. Defense, maybe the secondary needs a little help. I got him at eight and nine. Eight wins for this Giants team, Harry, but you're going under seven and a half. Yeah, I, I do love the coaching moves that they did in the offseason, but look, they have not had more than six wins in a season, more than six since 2016. You mentioned Sal, four last year. Three of those were by seven points or less, and their offense was so anemic at the end of the season. So asking for eight seems like a tremendous stretch. Still not sure about the O line. They have decent receivers, wide receivers, but New York went out and paid Kenny Galladay two years ago uh, for and last year, 37 receptions for New York. It just seems like whoever the Giants get in free agency, it just never really uh, pans out. 31st in total offense last year, like I mentioned, 23rd in points against. Uh, and that's kind of deceiving because their de- their defense wasn't that terrible because they're on the field nonstop, nonstop. You mentioned Thibodeau. It's going to be fun to watch. Leonard Williams is solid, 18 sacks in his last two seasons with New York. And Blake Martinez, they got from Green Bay a couple years ago, uh, missed uh, 15 games last year. So he should really uh, do what he usually does, which is a being a tackle machine. But overall, I think the defense is going to be pretty strong. But just overall, just I don't know exactly how or Barkley's going to fit in, how much, how many touches he's going to get, if he's going to get the yards that he did when he was a rookie. I just don't think overall Daniel Jones can put together a season where this Giants team gets eight wins. Wow, spaghetti! I mean, those are harsh words. Harsh words. The former uh, big <laughs> fan of the Giants. Something out of this team on offense. 
How many wins, Spaghetti? They're going to go over. They're going to go over. I, uh, I've been battling with this, uh, but some, someone actually asked me to do a, a podcast recently bringing the Giants. So I was doing a bunch of research and I was like, this, this team will go over. Um, I, I, you know, they got, they had it. You said it's now they had to get Thibodeau. They had to get Evan Neal. Those are two big holes. They fill those in uh, probably Feliciano headlines, the interior offensive line moves they made. So I like the offensive line moves where I like the most though, you know, Daniel Jones is rookie year, 24 touchdowns, 12 picks. I would almost sign up for that if that's you know it sounds crazy hmm. because i think they just have enough around him that he could just as long as he's at a negative i think they could win the eight games there and uh, having an offense run by dayball and kafka they're going to throw the ball a ton which makes it a lot easier for saquon and saquon's more fired up than anyone he's going to come back i think closer to what he saw his rookie year and uh, the defense definitely have some holes in the secondary although i do think xavier mckinney becomes one of the more premier safeties in this league but having aziz ojalario at eight and a half sacks last year adding Thibodeau with the monsters in the middle, Lenny Williams and Dexter Lawrence. I mean, that's kind of how the Giants won the Super Bowls back in the day was having a good pressure, the good front seven. And uh, Whoa, Harry, slow Harry, down. They're not, they're not winning the Super Bowl. No, no, they're not, not Super Bowl, to- but it, it will help. You know, <laughs> Wink Martindale's defense blitzes like crazy. So right. if they do get to the quarterback, that's great. And it makes it secondary. You know, they will get burned some plays uh, because of yeah. the defense. But, uh, you know, sometimes when they get to the quarterback, that could create turnovers, which is uh, I think they're going to have to do this year. So I, I think overall, all, you know, David Gettleman being gone, the coaching staff finally being stable now, and a guy like Joe Shane running the ship. I, I think we're in the right direction for the Giants. So I think eight yeah. is definitely feasible. And we like Judge at, at first, and then he became a punchline, and uh, even more so in New York. You can't you can't go on like that. So I like all the coaching changes. I like that Daniel Jones, who's a serviceable quarterback, I think has something to prove. And I'm betting. I guess I'm betting on no injury or not. A, you know not crippling injuries. And you know, if Barkley's back, what is he expected at? We're going to do player props next week. Is he supposed to have 900 yards? Is that Eight, it? 850 and a half. Is it 850? I yeah. keep seeing another numbers. By the way, we didn't parlay kid talk about um, Zeke and Pollard, but at least going into this year, you're not going to be too disappointed in Zeke. You kind of know where he is, right? I kind of like the one, two thing they have going with Pollard and Zeke. And okay. So his yards per carry go down every year. So you, you know what you're getting. And I think they've could they figured that out, right, Parley kid? So as far as running that. back tandems, that's yeah. the way to go. Um, and by the way, I misspoke when I said the Eagle. I have the Eagles making the playoffs. I do not. I have the wild cards as the Bucks, um, the 49ers, and who am I missing? Yeah, uh, Harry's Vikings. All right. So let's move on. Just real quick. Commanders. Um, what were they? Seven and ten last year? I don't like this team at all. I don't. They're eight over <laughs> under is eight and a half. I guess we should have done them before the Giants because their over under is eight and a half, but the under is minus one seventy. Good lord. Seven and ten. Uh Ron Rivera, third season. He's 14 and 20 with this team. Already problems with Jack Del Rio. They're just, I don't know. They suspended, they find him for something ridiculous. They traded four cars, four Carson Wentz. They traded for Carson Wentz, who was probably going to be cut. They add on the line uh, Andrew Norwell, the guard from uh, Jacksonville, and Trey Turner, the guard from Pitt. Um, they lose Scherf, the lineman. They lose Ioannidis, the defensive end, who was a good pressure guy. They lose Landon Collins and Eric Flowers, you know, guys who are just hanging on. In the uh, draft, they get the wide receiver from Penn State, Jahan Dotson, uh, 16th pick. Mm-hmm. Darian Mathis, a defensive tackle from Alabama a little later on. Um, Sam Howell late in the fifth round. Maybe we see him. So, I mean, that's a 21 year old with 37 college starts, which is interesting. So uh, don't sleep on Sam Howell uh, replacing Carson Wentz. They open home against Jacksonville and then at Detroit, who 
really, can you get a better draw there? I mean, that's one, two in the draft, right? Those are the first two teams. Um, their three extra games are at San Francisco, home against Atlanta, home against Cleveland, week 17. So that's a Deshaun game. Uh, they play the Giants right before and right after the bye, which is interesting. The quarterback foes are not great, which is I'm looking at, right? So you got Jacksonville, Detroit, Philly, Tennessee, even Tennessee, a winning team. You got Chicago. All these quarterbacks at Houston leave a little Atlanta, Mariota, leave something to, to be desired there. Uh, I, I would I would have predicted protected them as uh, like a four or five win team, but with the schedule being so soft, I have to bump it to seven. Either way, either way, way under eight and a half. I think they'd be lucky to get the seven. I'm going under. Bri, you're going under also. Yeah, I love the under here. Um, and and like we said, all of these NFC East teams for the most part have very easy schedules. Uh, yeah. R- Riverboat Ron, not more than seven wins in a season in his last four years coaching. You know, they do have, uh, they have a good amount of offensive skill, right? On that side of the ball. A lot of, like, I like some of their receivers. I like, I like Gibson, although mm-hmm. he turns the ball over probably too much, but I probably between when, Wentz and Gibson, they might turn over and they might have a lot of boneheaded plays between two, the two of them. But I, I do not trust Wentz at all. I've always kind of felt that way with him. You know, the offensive line, even in this preseason, has a lot of injury concerns and they're a relatively older unit for the most part. Uh, they didn't have much of an offseason. They kind of got worse in the draft. Like the Dotson kid, you know, a good player. Probably shouldn't have gone 16th in the draft where they drafted him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everybody loves this defensive line. That's all everybody goes back to the defensive line, defensive line. Well, Chase Young's out for at least four games, probably more. So yeah. I think this team, when I think about it, I'm like, even as much as I think this division sucks, I mean, I think I think Washington goes two and four in the division. And if they go two and four in the division, they got to go seven and four outside of it, which is not happening regardless of how soft the schedule it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going under. Yeah, I'm with you. Like if. Well, the questions are defense, right? I mean, the question's always Carson Wentz if he's your quarterback, but it's also the defense. Like going into last year, the dynamite, right? Uh, speculation, right? I think they were yeah. top two or three defense in 2020. Uh, and then they just fell apart. They were just like everybody else defensively. Yeah. And like you said, uh, Young starts on the PUP. Uh, you know, it was Young and Montez Sweat. And then Jonathan Allen's a blue chipper uh, at tackle. Um, they got a couple of good guys at cornered Fuller and William Jackson, the third, but um, if this is an average defense, then, you know, seven and 10 is right about where they should be. Uh, nothing yep. really jumps out. All right. So if we go to our division picks right here, uh, Harry, oh, go ahead, Brian, you and Harry, I think like the Eagles and Parley kid. And I like the Cowboys, of course. Yeah. Ahead, I, I like the Eagles up, you know, at the plus plus one seventy, I like it. And a lot of that has to do with their schedules when you compare it. Right. So mm. Cowboys get Tampa, Cincy Rams, Eagles get New Orleans, Steelers, Arizona. Right. And I feel like, you know, they're, they're, like I said earlier, I think, you know, Philly, they get their tough games at home too. So I, I think the Cowboys, I, I do think they'll be good defensively, like part of the kid was saying. I think they do take a little bit of a step back offensively. I think they're still pretty solid, but I'm going to go with the Eagles at plus 170. All right. Harry, what do you have to add to that for Philly? Yeah. I mean, over the, like, People wouldn't think about it, but over the past five years, the Eagles have won the East as many times as Dallas has. Philly went from four wins two years ago to nine wins and making the playoffs. They were number one in the league last year in rushing. They got an excellent rushing attack. And meanwhile, like you mentioned a little while ago, 
in Dallas, Zeke continues to uh, rush for less and less per game. In 2018, in 2018, he led the NFL at 96 yards per game. Now he's at 58, a measly okay. 58. Well, right. I, I, I think Pollard should be the only, the main guy. This shouldn't be a one-two combo. I think Pollard should maybe should be the only guy if you want to have a, a better running attack. Hertz he's is not a, like it, that. He's not a running back like that. Well, they, I don't, well let's, let's give him a shot. I'm just saying, Hertz is improving. A.J. Brown and uh, Devontae Smith together could be one heck of a duo. Uh, mentioned a couple of guys they mentioned uh, they drafted from Georgia, Davis and Dean are going to help out that defense. I think they win the division. I love the plus 170 here. Yeah. All right. I mean, I see plus 170, but I see everybody has this Eagles team parlay kid. We got to just shut them up. We just got to beat them twice, and then that'll be that. Because it could be, as Brian points out, after five games, we could be two games back. I think eventually we make it up, but the Eagles were, boy, oh boy, were they handed a gift in that first uh, quarter of the season. They certainly were, Sal. Um, but you know, the, let's uh, also let's let me talk mention one thing about this division because it's it. We do the last several years have looked at this division as a terrible division, but mm. looking at it now, a lot of it does have to do with the schedule makers too here. But the Giants have the lowest over under win total, and that's seven and a half. Yeah, you're not going to find a last place team with the seven. That's and a half, what I mean. Right? This division Except actually, AFC West. Yeah. According mm-hmm. to the odds makers, this division is not that bad. Uh, right. Seven and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half, ten and a half for the Ford, the over under what this division is predicted, with exception of the West, the AFC West. I'm not sure if you could find that in any other right. division here in football. Mm-hmm. So, granted, a lot of that has to do with a lot of these teams having uh, easy schedules. Sal, the cow look until the Cowboys are the, still the team to beat in this division, as far as I'm concerned. I, I like what uh, you know they're doing on defense, as I said before. I you know Hurts still has to you know Hurts versus Prescott. Who do we who are we taking here? I'm taking Prescott, Sal. Right. I'm taking yep. Prescott over Hurts. Prescott, so we you know we know that uh, Dak doesn't always have those huge games when we really want him to have it, but he's still. Uh, uh, I think head and shoulders above Hurts at this time of his career. Harry is again. He wants to go with the Eagles. What a playoff Harry game! Harry has picked every other game. team you in this division. You don't love Harry. You don't love I'm not Hurst. saying I love Hurts. I'm just saying Harry had the game. Giants two years ago. He had Washington last year. But you know, you could take what he's saying here with this division a grain of salt because mm. he just will. He won't pick the Cowboys, so he's going to yeah. of course take the Eagles. So, <laughs> of course. The uh, Cowboys you know, I, will be his Sal, favorite team just by thing, virtue, by, in about 23 years. I mean, eventually it all comes around, right? When he recycles through all yeah. of them. But hey, I, we know the Cowboys receivers do in this season. Now, let's see how they Sal, do. you said it yourself. I don't think the Eagles are even sold on Hurts. No. So why, uh, that, I don't think the Eagles are sold on Hurts. I'm riding with Dak. He's, Eagles he's, weren't supposed uh, to make know, the playoffs last year. They still lead. did. It's a it's a two a situation, right? Like, all right, let's load them up with everything we can, and then and then I mean, it's a smart thing. And it's like if you're going to commit a lot of money to a guy after four or five well, years, three years, yeah, it what, is the same thing every year. Of. Okay, Dallas wins the division. Everyone loves Dallas. What's Dallas going to do? And then it's the same thing every year. They do make the playoffs. Uh, Harry, and we're then they talking tank in about the, the division right now, though. We're breaking down all the That's it. We're talking about the division. We're talking about who wins the division. I'm not talking about who's going to the Super Bowl, which I could guarantee you the Eagles are not. But uh, the but the but the odds are. I mean, it is weird that it's plus 170, Bry, for the the Eagles. Everyone's singing song about the Eagles uh, all year long. Dallas plus 135, Washington five to one, Giants seven to one. 
that to me is the the big the bigger thing there. I think the Giants are going to be potentially considerably better than mm-hmm. Washington. But uh, so let's get with our mi- miscellaneous props, Parlay Kid. Maybe you could jump in there because you have an exact order well, finished. You, for yeah, this division. and you you obviously like this one, Sal. You just called it. Yeah. So uh, I got an exact order. Uh, all four teams: Dallas one, Philly two, Giants three, Washington four at plus eight hundred, eight to one odds mm-hmm. here. Uh, you just highlighted all the reasons why I would take this. Uh, I think the Giants have improved. I really do think Dallas and Philly are the class of the division right now. Giants have improved. Washington, to me, I think that they're, uh, that over under at eight and a half, like you you and Brother Bryce said, that's going under mm-hmm. that. I think they're the fourth place team. I like this at eight to one uh, here uh, for this exact finish. I'm trying to think. Uh, well, see, now I'm finding Cowboys, Eagles, plus 290. Eagles, Cowboys, plus 350. That's not bad either, Parlay Kid. That's just for the not two. Not bad at all. You know? Um, not bad As at much all. as I, I like the Giants, I don't know. I don't know that they'll be there in the top two uh, at the end of the year. All right, Brother Bry, that's uh, actually exactly what you're talking about, right? Yeah, that's essentially what I like. You know, again, we talked about this yesterday, but FanDuel offers that you could take the top two in any order. So I was looking at the Philly, Philly, Mm -hmm. Dallas, any order, top two, plus 110. I I, I just love that. I I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the same as betting both plus 290 and plus 350, right? Did we figure out which is better? I don't know. It's probably the same. Yeah. 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 Unless you got, you know, unless you think, unless you think the Giants are going to make a huge leap and leapfrog. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Philly, but I, I don't see it again when I look at these schedules. I, I don't know. I thought plus 110 was kind of a steal with this number. Right. All right. Uh, and Harry, you're going after all this. Washington under six and a half. Pretty, pretty, good, <laughs> yeah, pretty no. good odds, though, for that number. Yeah, plus 10. I figured you like this one, Sal, too. Plus I like, 210. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I don't like Wentz, and more than not liking him, you can't trust him. I mean, and this team last year, 21st offensively, and what a from night and day the year before on defense. Secondary was uh, great two years ago, so soft last year, 29th versus the pass. You mentioned uh, Chase Young going to miss at least four games, Brian. I think you said that. And also with Montez Sweat the two years ago, 16 and a half sacks for those guys. They were fantastic rushing the passer. Last year, just a total of six and a half combined with those two guys. They did have seven wins last year, but five of those six wins were by uh, five of those wins were by six points or less. I'm going to go under six and a half, get to six at plus two ten, two ten with Washington. It's worth a shot. All right. Yeah. I can't say I hate that. In fact, I like uh, everything um, you guys have said so far. And uh, now wait for mine here. Dallas Cowboys first loss at the Rams week five, seven Ooh. to one. As much as I said, wow. the first part of their schedule is brutal. Parley kid. And the Eagles could actually gain a couple gains on that game on them in the first quarter. Um, a win against Tampa, payback for last year's opening night, right? Which we should have won in Tampa. Now we're home. We beat Tom Brady, that weakened offensive line. Speaking of weakened offensive lines, not completely sold on the Bengals that they've uh, they've righted the wrongs of their offensive line in that unit. Uh, they put Ooh. Burrow on his ass seven times. They win Ooh. game two. And at the Giants... Sorry, Harry, but uh, you're just not ready for us just yet. Not a team that beat up on Tampa and Cincinnati. <laughs> That'll be a win. Washington at home will be a win. And then it comes to L.A. I could bet against it at that point, right? 4-0 Cowboys visiting uh, SoFi in week five. 7-1 mm. odds. God bless 
Cowboys first loss week five. I'm sticking to it, Parley Kid. I like it. I like I'm it. Crazy. I'm guessing you'll yes. be in attendance at that Cowboys. Uh, well, I'll have to if I have seven to one. I mean, let's see, seven to one. Uh, <laughs> if I have like uh, eight grand on that, yeah. If I have like fifty six thousand dollars, I stand to win on it. Yeah, sure, of course I'll be. Why the I will hell not? Say, Sal, I yeah. will say Brian's bet. Brian's bet at what's it plus one ten, Brian? Yeah, that is a bet where if, I mean, week seventeen, we, uh, last week you could week eighteen, you could probably middle or figure out how to hedge on that if that comes down to it because middle remember, all, all teams play their division. In the last week of the season, that right. could be gold, Brian. Yeah, I think that's solid. Yeah, I, no, I, I like don't know. Them. I'm trying to think of a better guaranteed one-two that we've gone over. Uh, so I think far we got it coming up here, Sal. I think we got it coming up, though. Uh, I, I guess it's so. Probably. I guess you're right. One. All right, yeah. let's do. It. You're right. We'll take a break and we'll hit the uh, NFC North. All right, NFC North, um, you know, the landscape looks much like it has over the years with the Packers at 10.5, the Vikings 9.5, the Lions favored to win more games at 6.5 than the Bears, who are 5.5. The Packers over 10.5 is minus 160. I mean, why the hell not? They're the Packers. Uh, This really depends on if you're scared about Aaron Rodgers, who they extended. They did right by him. They gave him more money. Uh, they took Devontae Adams away from him, which I'm pretty sure he knew was happening, um, despite all the cute, um, you know, Instagram posts with them together and everything. Uh, and so Devontae Adams traded for a first and a second. You got Nathaniel Hackett goes to Denver. Rogers extended 150 million. Not much in terms of free agency. They never really do. They re-signed Rasul Douglas, the the uh, star cornerback. Robert Tanyan, yeah. he missed most of last year, but it was a very effective tight end, remember, two years ago. And Alan Lazard, they resign. They lose the Darius Smith. He was part of that uh, outstanding linebacking core. He goes to Minnesota, which might hurt uh, more than anything. They lose Valdez Scantling, the wide receiver, to Kansas City. Um, I'm looking at this defense, though. Solid. Let's forget about, forget about Aaron Rodgers and who he's going to make a star uh, in the next year or so. But uh, Alexander Stokes, Douglas, Maybe the best corner trio. You got Amos and Savage, solid safeties. That linebacking core, even without Zadarius Smith, you have Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell, who is the second highest ranked PFF guy. They get Quay Walker, right? That's their big draft pick. And Rashawn Gary, who's a blue chip uh, defender. Really, like their defense, forgetting about the offense for a second, is going to keep them in the game. In uh, most games here, Quay Walker, linebacker from Georgia. Everybody got a linebacker from Georgia, 22nd overall. They get the defensive tackle from Georgia, Devontae Wyatt, at 28. They get Christian Watson. I know they're not high on him as much, uh, 34th pick overall. I think he only had, it was very weird. This guy from North Dakota State had two receptions a game. Very strange to be a second-round pick and, and, and with all the wide receivers out there. But this Romeo Dobbs, who they're, they're in love with and has had great preseason so far, uh, stud in camp, wide receiver for Nevada. He could be the next one. Um, made a star uh, by Aaron Rodgers. They open at Minnesota. You get a good idea of what that division is going to look like opening night. Uh, Chicago, then Sunday night football week two. Their extra games tough at Tampa Rams and Tennessee. They go to Tampa, New England, and then travel to London. There could be some fatigue there, but then they play the London. They play the giants in London and then the jets right afterwards. Um, They have the least advantageous rest schedule. But really, I'm betting on the Packers. I'm betting on Aaron Rodgers. 
to put together a 12-1 season here. Um, whoever it is, you know, Lazard, you know, uh, Randall Cobb. I know he's 32 hmm. years old. Davis, the receiver I just mentioned. Tanyan coming back from a, 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 a busted up ACL, but he was uh, very productive. And you got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the backfield. I think Rodgers does his thing. They win 12 games. They're the division winners. Uh, that's who I like. Brian, you like this over too. Yeah, I like the over. I saw, I think you and I every year take the over. It's the same <laughs> thing. We usually say this line's a little low, right? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But you got to have faith in Rodgers and LaFleur. I mean, LaFleur's 39 and 10 as a head, head coach. And the thing was, right, yep. they started the season getting blown out last year, right? After yep. that, they essentially went, when you look at it, they essentially went 13 and one the rest of the way with Rodgers because Rodgers missed the one game. Um, and then they he also played like half of the last game of the season. So they essentially went 13 and one with them. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to miss Adams, but, and I love Adams on the Raiders, but, you know, it might just, might not matter for a guy like Rodgers. I, I do like, I really like that Nevada rookie that they brought in. I know he's having a good camp supposedly for them, but it's funny. I, I, I don't know why over the last couple of years, I bet Nevada a bunch. So I, I always seem to watch him. <laughs> he always put a, uh, you always put up big games. Because it's a late game. Uh, You're a degenerate. You've lost I, I a lot guess. of money during the day. Yeah, uh, that's that's, that's true. But exactly you know, the that that is the answer. But you were saying defense. You know, defensively they should be better. Rashawn Gary, I think, had nine and a half sacks last year. Finally, came into his own. Should improve even more. Uh, they do have Tampa, New England, Buffalo, and the Rams on their schedule. But when I look at it overall, it doesn't seem too daunting. I think, you know, maybe they might finally take a step back this year, but I think they still get to 11 wins. I'll tell you what, Brother Brian, you mentioned your Raiders and they get Devontae Adams. I think the Raiders lost the trade with the Packers because, not that this was really part of the trade, you get you got Devontae Adams, you lose Rich Bisaccia, the special teams coach. And the Packers were a special team's nightmare, especially oh, against bad. that 49ers game. But even before that, if you look at their numbers, just disgraceful. Like they, they could have, they really could have won that game scoring one touchdown. That what was that? Like a Saturday night game against the 49ers. Oh, so bad. Really, so bad. really bad. Um, they got this guy in there, did a decent job for the Raiders, kind of got a real yeah. coach in there doing things at special teams. So that that could win them a game right there, just having Masaccia yeah. uh, at yeah. the helm there. All right, Vikings. Listen, I'd love to pick against Harry here, but for some reason, I like the Vikings and I like the Giants this year. They were eight and nine last year. Nine and a half is there under minus 125. I have them as a 10-win playoff team. They have Kevin O'Connell jumps in there. He was the OC for the Rams. And everybody talks about what he did. He worked wonders with Cooper Cup. And that's what's going to happen with Jefferson. Same kind of deal. Um, not that he needs any, you know, sparking. He was a great receiver as it is, uh, Justin yep. Jefferson. Um, they added, like I said, Zadarius Smith, uh, you know, $42 million player. They added Harrison Phillips, a defensive tackle from Buffalo at 116 tackles and almost 400 tackles in three years. They added Jordan Hicks, the linebacker from Arizona. They extend cousins, give him what? 35 million for another year. Um, they re-signed Patrick Peterson. It was a little iffy uh, back there in the uh, secondary. They lose Tyler Conklin, the tight end. They lose Xavier Woods. They lose Anthony Barr, Sheldon Richardson. Um, Lewis signed, they, they get... They get signed. You know, this is a pretty good draft pick. They, they added three guys. Their first three picks are all expected to uh, start. Sign the safety from Georgia. Uh, Booth, the cornerback from Clemson. And Ingram, the offensive the guard from LSU. So if you have Smith and sign, if they work out, you have two really good safeties there. 
Very similar to the Packers defensively. Really solid rush there with Smith, Hunter, Tomlinson, and Phillips, even though Hunter and Smith are injury prone. Um, They open versus Green Bay. Then they're at Philly Monday night football. Then Detroit and New Orleans. Their extra three are New Orleans, Arizona, and at Indy. Week four in London. Damn it, Harry. I think this is, I mean, this really kind of has to be Kirk Cousins' year. They loaded him up uh, defensively. And, uh, you know, they got the O'Connell thing. It really is a quarterback-friendly coach, head coach. I have the Vikings at 10 and 7. I know you have them over also. Yeah, I mean, look, you look at the just the schedule for a second. This is seven wins, seven wins they could have. Uh, you get Chicago twice, Detroit twice, Washington, the Jets, and the Giants. So even if you get six there, you still only have to get four the rest of the way. Uh, eight of you mentioned eight wins last year, Sal. Eight of those nine losses uh, um, last season were by eight points or less. They were right on the cusp of winning. A, they could have easily, easily uh, split. That's that. kind of their thing, though. That's it kind is, of their it thing. is. You're right. You're yeah. right. They got to overcome that, no doubt about it. But Zimmer's out. You mentioned Kevin O'Connell is in, and already they're saying Cousins and him have already fell in love with each other. He's an offensive guy. This offense is loaded um, again with. Cook, Thielen, Justin Jefferson. I think Irv Smith is going to have a big season this year out of the tight end position. Cousins, 30-plus touchdowns, three of his four years in Mm. Minnesota. And I'm just saying, just saying, Roger, (laughs) 30-plus touchdowns, two, two in his last five years. So overall here, I just think this Vikings team is way talented on offense and will lead the NFC in scoring. And over nine and a half is a gimme. I think they get to 11. Yeah, I think they're right in there, too. Definitely a playoff team. They did a nice oh. job, at least on paper. I don't know. Uh, but then again, you got something to say. Well, you got something to say, Parlor Kid? What's that? Smart? Yeah, go ahead, Parlor Kid. What's that? <laughs> no, I'm just so let's say it right now. Who who where is your rooting interest this year? Is it the Vikings? <laughs> is that the team you've decided? That's where your rooting interest is. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, definitely. Could, definitely. Definitely. Have, who, NFC Esports so, me kind of. So you're it's Vikings, the Vikings. Listen, oh, I was a year. I was a year. I jumped the gun. I should have waited another year and I'll get to that later for the division. But um, yeah, I should, I jumped the so gun. But if it's they, Viking, when, my they team. Play the, when they play the giants, who are you rooting for? Probably depends on the situation, but probably. <laughs> What's the situation? <laughs> what, what could the best situation All be? Right, that's fine. <laughs> there we go. And he said, Minnesota it's fine. It's whatever. Uh, did you jump the gun with Brock Purdy too? Are the 49ers going to the Super Bowl? Mr. Relevant? Uh, He's in the NFL. All right. I know. He made it. He barely, barely made it. All right. Lions. These, uh, yeah, I didn't watch uh, Hard Knock. Was Hard Knocks good last night? I got to catch it. I'm behind here. Yeah, it was, still, it was still pretty good. Yeah, it was solid. still pretty good. All right. They're all yeah, right. I mean, like, those coaches are good to, I mean, they're good to listen to. So this is what's interesting with the Hard Knocks. Shit, did I write this down? I thought I wrote this down. The Hard Knocks teams, oh, here we go. Only four teams over the past 13 years have gone under their season win total. So you really? would think it's the other way. Yeah, wouldn't you have th- thought it was the other way? Like, oh, I shit, thought, they, I w- they always put the Hard Knocks team. Yeah. I, I was always, I was prepared for you to say have always been shitty. Yeah. That, <coughs> and here's the thing. But, only two yeah. in 13 years finished with a worse record than they had the preceding year. Really? Isn't that something? I know. I would never that's, have thought that. I would never have thought that. I would that. not have thought that. Um, and, and that said, everybody's going over six and a half because they love Dan Campbell. The over's minus 125. They finished three and three last year, which I, I, I happen to know because I was sweating it out. What was my dumb bet? The Lions and the Texans both to be under four and a half. 
I know I was like flipping out because these teams like both made a uh, made a charge at the end. They add DJ Chark. They have him on St. Brown. Everybody loves great work ethic. Uh, week 13 on, he was one of the top receivers in the league. Jamison Williams is now on uh, PUP, right? Yep. He's out. Yep. They'll eventually get him back. They re-signed Charles Harris, the outside linebacker, and Tracy Walker, the safety. You know, they draft Aiden Hutchinson, who's like the, the prime focus of this hard knocks thing, number two overall. Like I said, Jamison Williams, the receiver, for if he had not been hurt, pro- probably would have been one a top five pick, actually. Josh Pascal, defensive lineman, uh, 46 overall from Kentucky. They get a bye week six. They open with Philly and Washington. Not bad. No primetime games. They, of course, have that uh, Thanksgiving game. That, that's at Buffalo or against Buffalo. Of course, it's home. Um, their added games are Seattle, Jacksonville, and at Carolina. You can't ask for a lot better than that, really. For a schedule starting week 10, seven of eight against non-playoff teams from 2021. And then they end at Green Bay. They might get a free win right there uh, with Green Bay sitting starters, or at least for the second half. We've seen that before with them. I like them over. I'm not going to go too crazy with them, but I think they're um, seven and 10. I think they're a seven and 10 team. Parley kid convince me on the under. No, nah, it's a big jump for a team that was three 13 and one last year. I know they were three right. and three down the stretch, and uh, you conveniently really didn't even mention that quarterback, which I don't blame you because uh, <laughs> when it comes to their under, he's going to be one of the primary reasons why they go under here, Sal. Uh, well, their quarterback on Thanksgiving is going to be David Blau. I don't know about the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's the uh, thing, right? Sure. It seems that's like it's fun. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know Goff has uh, won in the past, but, you know, with this Lions team last year, only 25% of his passes traveled 10 yards or more. Uh, just a mm-hmm. lot of dump offs, uh, a lot of check downs, um, not really winning football in my book. Uh, you know, and you mentioned, look, we, we talk about, you know, Green Bay and Minnesota being good. That could be four losses right there for the Lions. I know those teams have those games circled as wins on their schedule. You know, they also have to play Dallas, uh, Buffalo, New England, Philly. Uh, that could be eight losses. And then even traveling to, to play the Giants and Carolina. I know you mentioned them as being weak, but those are not gimmies. I don't think this team can get to seven wins just yet, Sal. I think they're heading yeah. in the right direction. Uh, and, you know, uh, this hard knocks shed some light on their coaches who uh, obviously they all have a ton of energy. Uh, I'm not sure <laughs> how great of coaches they are, though, uh, really, yeah. to be quite honest with you. Yet, uh, they could prove me wrong here, but I could see this team making some strides. I think making having a four-game increase in wins is a little too much to ask. And we know we lo- they lost some heartbreakers last year, and that could change this year where they win some of those type right. of games. I see this team really, f- uh, you know, six wins is their max. Right. Well, I think we're, we have the same kind of feeling about that. I see six and 10 maybe going at Green Bay in a meaningless right. game. There so may- maybe it really could come down to something as yep. simple as that. And really, you look at these schedules for these bad teams, they all play other bad teams. And it's like, oh, this is winnable. They can win this. Like, yeah, but then they just have to win it. Like, what? That, that's the difference. Can they win those games? And uh, exactly. I don't know. Some teams so we true. say yes, and some we say like Seattle. I'm like, no, they're not going. to. They have a terrible. They yep. play terrible teams, and they're gonna. They are a terrible team. So that balances up. Um, the worst team though in the NFL this year is the Chicago Whoa. Bears. Wow, they're going to the finish. Worst team. The worst team. Well, they're going to wow. finish three and fourteen. 
And their over-under is five and a half, and the over set at minus 145. So you can get a nice little adjusted wow. number there uh, if, you, if you like my way of thinking. Matt Eberfloss is in there. Um, you know, four-year defensive coordinator for Indy. He moved on. Um, you have a new GM. And I don't think, you know, they traded for Nikhil Harry, who immediately busted up his ankle. He's going to have surgery, gone eight, eight weeks. They traded Khalil Mack. Maybe not a bad deal. They saved $34 million over two years there. They added Unganjabi, the defensive tackle for Cincinnati, a good player. They add Riley Reef, a uh, tackle for Cincy, an offensive tackle. Um, they lose Allen Robinson. They lose Nick Foles, Taj Gibson, Jimmy Graham, Danny Trevathan, all these guys, Tariq Cohen, all the mainstays. In the draft, um, they get second round, Kyla Gordon, the cornerback for Washington, uh, Third round, they get Villas Jones, the wide receiver for Tennessee, who I think is 25 years old already. I'm not even, I think he actually is. Their offensive line this year is ranked 31st. Their wide receivers are ranked 32nd. I mean, talk about Justin Fields. I know Harry doesn't like him. They are not doing this guy any favors. No. Mooney. True, true. Mooney, Harry. Well, Harry's out now, but it was the depth chart was Mooney, Harry, Pringle, and Villas Jones, right? And then you got Montgomery, who's averaged four yards a carry or less two of the last three years. And it might not be his fault. I mean, I, I told you, the offensive line is bad. There's the Roquan Smith drama. I guess they got him back, right? Uh, not a happy player. They open against San Francisco and then at Green Bay Sunday night, Houston, hmm. and then at the New York Giants. Obviously, uh, a bad team is going to have a bad schedule. Their extra game, San Francisco, Houston, and at Atlanta, three primetime games. I don't know why, other than the fact that they're Chicago. I think this is a very, very bad team. Whereas the Mitch Trubisky Chicago Bears were a middling team who would struggle to get five or six wins. I think they get hit over the head hard this year. Three and 14 is my guest for the Chicago Bears. Harry, you like them under, maybe not as uh, maybe not as extreme as I do. I'm pretty, pretty close to you, Sal. I definitely like the Bears under. Finished the season three and 12 in the last 12, uh, three and nine, the last 12 last year. Justin Fields to me. Doesn't look like he can just read NFL secondaries. He just can't to me. Can't go downfield. 12 games last year he played. He had two games, two games, 225 yards or more. Uh, one game last year, he had two touchdowns. That's it. That's it for them. And you mentioned the wide receiver group, Sal. Very weak with Mooney, Pringle, Sharp, St. Brown. I think it's awful. And you also mentioned the, the, the situation with Roquan, Roquan Smith. What a, I mean, this front office is not, not maybe the, not only the worst in football, maybe the worst of all sports, the Chicago Bears front office mm. and what they decide to do with their players and how they sign them and what they do. I mean, they can never GM get a quarterback. Too. It's Ryan yeah, I know, from new, the Chiefs. New quarterback, right? but they don't want to pay Roquan Smith. This guy, four years he's been in the league. 525 tackles. He's all over. Mm -hmm. He doesn't miss games. He don't want to pay him. Bad franchise. Fans always get screwed, and this season won't be any different. Sal, I'm probably right there with you. I'll, I'll, I'll give him four, but I'm going to go under five and a half, definitely. Well, well I mean, in these big cities, you really can't say you're having a rebuilding year, except for the Jets and Giants. I think the fans are like, uh, you can't lie to them. They're too smart. to figure, <laughs> They're going to figure yeah. it out anyway. But I think this is a rebuilding year for the Bears. And uh, it's going to be tough sledding. And I think the rest of the division got better and it's not going to be good. I mean, they could be, I don't know. They really could be 0 and 6 or 1 and 5 in the division. I'm not taking them to win the division. Let's get to our picks right now. Uh, Parley Kid, you and I have the Packers. Is that how it goes? That's correct. Yeah. Oh, I have the Packers. Oh, Packer, Brian, Packers. you have the Packers too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, slightly. You so know, I. I think, what, you know, what, what do I have them? Uh, 
12 wins. And I have, I think the Vikings at 10 wins and uh, Packers are just the cream of the crop. I think they lay it on them in Minnesota the first week, but that doesn't shatter the Viking season like it normally would have. Aaron Rodgers still a star, you know, may even grab an MVP award again. Um, you know, take it for what it's worth. That offense, the, that linebacking core, the defenses are similar. Uh, one and two right there. It's going to be Packers and Vikings. I like the Packers to be at least a game better. Uh, Polly kid, want to add to that? Yeah, look, it's, uh, you know, as long as Aaron Rodgers is quarterbacking uh, the Packers, I, I will not go against them. I think he has the ability to uh, take some of these no-name receivers and make them into uh, really productive ones. And I think he'll do that once again this year. Uh, LaFleur has shown that uh, um, he's a winning coach. He's got a terrific winning percentage. Uh, until uh, Rodgers isn't there, I'll be rolling with the Packers in this division, Sal. Mm-hmm. Brian, you like him as well. Yeah, I like them. It's funny. I'm not even sure I like them in week one. I think mm-hmm. um, it's funny. I think my Minnesota could steal a game early because it might take you know Green Bay's offense a little bit of time to to get up to speed. But I still like them to, to, I mean, you have to just based on the yeah. history. Harry, you're going yeah. against us, the Vikings. I'm a, you know, don't kill you on this. It's plus two forty. The mm-hmm. the Packers are minus one fifty five. Detroit nine fifty, and the Bears are twelve to one. Um, getting plus 240 for the Vikings and what amounts to be uh, their best year on paper. Yeah, sure. And like I, like I said, I was a year ahead, I think, for this Vikings team. Uh, for the Vikings to win the North well, for the first time yeah. since 2017, they needed a few breaks in the offseason, and they got them. I mean, number one was obviously Rodgers losing Devontae Adams. Uh, I, don't, I don't love this Green Bay wide receiver core right now. It hasn't been impressive. Now they haven't played a ton, but let's see what happens with him not having Devontae Adams. Uh, number two, Sal, you mentioned earlier, the signing of an ex-Packer, an ex-very good Packer in linebacker Zadarius Smith, who missed most of the season last year. He played one game last year, but the year, two years before for Green Bay, had 26 sacks in the previous two years. Uh, and number three, a, a break that finally Daniel, Daniel Hunter is healthy and back. He's had some injury problems the last two or three years. Um, I think it's time for a change in the North, and that's where the Vikings take coming out on top over the Packers for the division. All right, but you got to back off if you get it wrong this year because you've definitely been on them the last two years, and they haven't produced a winning record in those two years. Definitely, at I least understand two years. that. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> like, look, okay. you said it. You said it at the beginning, Sal. That's kind of their thing. They lose. They play. They score <laughs> early. They 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 give up. Then they give up the lead, and at the end of the game, they lose by three. It happens a ton. Yeah. Way more than they win those games. They lose those. They got to change. It's got to turn around. Maybe it's with Kevin O'Connell here and and Cousins together. And I got him going in the division. And we didn't even, none of us even mentioned Dalvin Cook, right? So if that guy stays healthy, yeah. he's obviously, well, he's about 1,200 yards, right? Not uh, Had a, a down season. Sure. How many games did he miss last year? I can't even remember. Definitely missed games last year, right? He played, uh, oh, he played 13. All right. So he missed four games, still 1,150 yards. So you need a healthy Dalvin Cook. Uh, but he's had the injury bug. Maybe to a league. career. Yeah. All right. So uh, our uh, division, miscellaneous division prop here. Uh, I'm going to say it. I, I have said it. The Bears' worst record, plus 750. I know there's like four or five teams ahead of them, but again, mm. rebuilding year. Um, I don't care. The better division they're playing, uh, and uh, I, I don't see many W's. on. I'm, honestly, I see them losing their first four. I see them. That's going to be the difference right there. They lose that game against Houston and at the Giants, and then all of a sudden they're 0-4. And then 
you know, their last five, they'll, they'll have given up by then anyway. Green Bay, Philly, Buffalo, at Detroit, and Minnesota. There's not a win in there either. So very tough start, mm. very tough ending. Maybe they scratch out a few wins in the middle, but uh, three wins out of this uh, Chicago team is what I'm guessing, plus 750. Uh, Harry, you like Chicago. I mean, you're, th- this is a rough bet. I mean, to, to, this is a, a terrible team, and you're, you're banking on them to win in a specific week? Yeah, I think that they are going to win in. Uh, geez, what did I? Where, where did week six. You have week six, but what, <laughs> why? Like, uh, well, if they're if they're getting shut out for the first five weeks, you're like you're going to feel excited about this. Like, what? Well, how would like they have I to said, look? In, like, in week three, I said that the, they were going to lose to the Texans, whereas that's a game they could have won. Uh, they could win, but I don't think they're going to because of the uh, they play the uh, Packers the week before. I think in week six, where they play Washington is a game where they could get this done just because of the Washington team. It's probably going to be like, again, missing players. Uh, they play the, the Vikings <laughs> right. the week before. On, uh, so I think this is a situation where they play the Patriots the week after. In that schedule, they, they play at the Giants week four, which could be a win too, but I don't think it's going to be. So I think it's sandwiched in between three road games is that home game against the Commanders. Uh, it's, an, it's a Thursday night game. Maybe they get it done here. I think that I don't again, like you mentioned, they don't have a lot I'm of wins sold. there, Sal. I love there that. are a lot of wins there. But where, where do you well, okay, where's their where's their first win? I don't know, but you I, I don't know. It's just easy to easier to bet a bad team to keep losing than to pinpoint like, ah, there's their win. They're gonna and finally well, get it well, together look, on October thirteenth. Sam Fran, the Packers, then now they could win week three against the Texans at home, but I have that banked as a loss. At the Giants, at Minnesota, and and after the Commanders, they're at Dallas and at New England. I get it, but you're you're asking them to snap out of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, I I do. I do think like if you're going to do that with this team, right? If you think they're going to lose that week three game to Houston, then if you're going to take the Washington game, then you might as well also take like week ten against the Lions at fifty to one, week eleven against the Falcons, right? Right. Then you then you take a few of them. Then it's like. Right, you, you you have a couple opportunities, or to just win go on that. worse yeah. record plus seven fifty. Yeah, uh, brother yeah. Bry, Lions though to finish third. I, I think we're all singing the same song here. Yeah, right. Because you guys you guys love the the Vikings and the and the Packers to finish mm-hmm. one two, and that is minus one thirty. We talked to yeah. you know gonna, any order, yeah, right. um, but yeah, I know I I like. There's parts of this Lions team I like. I think they've they put a lot of good pieces together. I don't know if it's necessarily gonna. I mean, I don't love golf, but there, there's they have good pieces. I think in the future, this is a potential team that could be good. I mean, might be with a different quarterback, might be with a different coach. But I, I do think there's some progression this year. Um, but yeah, I, Chicago, they I mean, I feel bad for Fields because they really have. I mean, their line historically has been bad over the last few years. They have really no receivers around him defensively. They could be worse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I look at that schedule like you were like Harry's just talking. I look at that schedule and I don't know through week nine. There's not there's not a lot of not a lot of wins on there. And actually, the back half of their schedule is tough, too. Yeah. So there's only I don't know. I only I, I see similar. I think like maybe the Bears. I don't know. Bears could four wins, but that line yeah. six line six. So I I like them. Plus well, well, yeah, we're all kind of doing the same thing. Parley kid, you have the, you know, you mentioned this well, might gonna, be the I'm easiest division. My, 
Oh, you yeah, are? I'm going to switch that. Yeah, I, Brian, I just briefly mentioned I should have put it out there, but uh, the it's one, too two? good to pass up. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this is where if I hadn't just paid four tuitions uh, for college, oh. um, I, this would be one of my uh, uh, tuition picks. I can't do it because, one, uh, I've uh, taken a beating by calling it that uh, in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two, I, I have no money to, to, yeah. to call it a tuition pick. I can't. Right. Who, else has to, who else in the country is paying four college tuitions right now? Probably nobody uh, but the parlay kid. Maybe Harry. Uh, so- Who knows? He has a full of mystery. <laughs> yeah. You never know. And <laughs> if the, the Bears, if the, if the Bears <laughs> struggle this year, which they're most likely going to do, it's not going to be Justin Fields' fault. He's going to be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just taking that uh, any order, top two, Packers, Vikings, at minus 130. Does, it, does that's, I, that's almost seems too easy here in this division yeah. at Minus one thirty. So, for any finish there, Packers first, Vikings mm-hmm. second, or vice versa, it's minus one thirty. It seems too good to be true, uh, barring injury to the quarterbacks, right? Which is always a big if. That's that's the gamble right. here. Uh, mm-hmm. That's how that's going to play out. So I'm riding with that. That's too good of a of a pick to not jump. There you up. go. All right, you know. And I think we all kind of feel about the same way. So I, I'm looking at these numbers here. You can pick the one through four, right? If you like the Bears to be abysmal um, and you don't think Detroit's good enough to catch the top two, Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago is plus 410. Minnesota, Green Bay, Detroit, Chicago is plus 850. It's pretty good, right? Jump on Not both bad. of those. It's yes. kind of similar to what I know the way you do it, Parley Kid. You don't have to worry about the other two, how they finish uh, if the Bears yeah. jump up. But yeah. but 410 like and uh, plus 850. All right. So there you go. We did it again. Another two divisions. What do we want to do? Tomorrow, we will do uh, the NFC South and West. Um, maybe we will uh, talk to our friend Brad. Who oh Boy, he had another run in the, in the subway. I, I sent you guys a video. It's spectacular. <laughs> He uh, also hated the Manti Teo documentary, and uh, he might jump on with us. What do you want to? Oh, I did want to mention Kevin Durant, even though I don't want to. I, I said it uh, when it happened. It's a complete waste of time. No one cares. What if he stays? Brian, what were the odds before? Uh, I, I don't even like talking about this because we're football right now. But the Nets. Oh, what? That he stay with well, the Nets? Well, they're seven to one now to win the title. Uh, did they go to eighteen to one or worse when there was uh, oh. talk about him leaving? Yeah, I think that's about right, right? Is it 18 or 1? 18 or 20? 18 or 20? Yeah, who yeah. cares? I just figured I'd Although I, d- I did see um I did see news just this like last few minutes that Chet Holmgren probably torn ligaments in his foot. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, so oh, that's I mean not, not that Oklahoma City is going to win any games, but right, right, so right. it sucks for them. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. All right. So that's that. That's it. That's what all we're going to talk about uh, basketball between now and, um, you know, uh, like Father's Day. So I, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed the breakdown. We will be back uh, tomorrow night. We're going to do this again. We're going to finish up, like I said, the NFC South, the NFC West. And then we're going to jump in uh, next week. We'll be all player props. And that's a load of fun. Uh, Babyface, you okay with everything? I think I think we covered it all. I still feel terrible about this Mets Yankees tiebreaker. It, it's, yeah, it sucks. I mean, it, even though the Mets, I mean the Mets choked. Let's be honest, the Mets had it. They, they choked. Really, it's a it's a win for us. But they couldn't uh, hit. 
it's a whole disappointing thing. Walker, just, walking I runs. Wait, I, have a, I, have, I have a tiebreaker for you guys. I have a tri- tiebreaker trivia question if you guys want to go. Whoever answers the question no. first. No. What week will the Bears win their last, first game? Last yeah. four years, who has more playoff wins on the road? The Dallas Cowboys, Aaron Rodgers, or Kirk Cousins? <laughs> <laughs> Is that fair? Is that fair? Like Aaron Rodgers gets go. the one seed every year, so he should be. How many road playoff yeah. wins is he going to win? All right, Kirk Cousins. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins is the winner. Give us, give us. You like that, Harry? Give us, give us one of those. Yeah, do it, Harry. Oh, 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 not yet, not yet. Wait till the season. Wait till the season. Uh, <laughs> Green Bay week He's... one. I can't wait. How about that, Bart Scott? He barely, can't wait. He barely pe- <laughs> uh, tested negative, so let's let him be. Uh, all right, so that's uh, <laughs> that's it for another episode of Against All Odds. Yes, we will be back Friday. And uh, there you go for spaghetti, for meatballs, for babyface Joel Solomon, the degenerate trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na.